We're sure you've heard about the U.S. Supreme Court's latest abortion decision, June Medical Services v. Russo. We've spoken a lot about it at Americans United for Life, and you've no doubt heard that a close majority of the justices ruled against Louisiana's Unsafe Abortion Protection Act, striking down basic health and safety protections and handing what appeared to be a win to abortion businesses and activists. But the story, it turns out, isn't so simple. We've released a comprehensive white paper titled Disappointment and Opportunity, Americans United for Life Assesses the Supreme Court's Decision in June Medical Services v. Rousseau. And we share some of our key takeaways today. I'm Tom Shakely, and this is Life, Liberty, and Law. Welcome to Life, Liberty, and Law from Americans United for Life, where we advance the human right to life in culture, law, and policy. I am Tom Shakely, and in today's special episode, we look at Chief Justice John Roberts, the U.S. Supreme Court, and a post-June medical services v. Russo abortion jurisprudence landscape. Now, I can't say I blame you if you feel like we're stuck in a bit of a legal rut after the disappointing outcome for Louisiana in June Medical Services. But there's a lot more to this decision than what meets the eye. In fact, once I break it down to you, you may agree with us that we're actually moving forward again in advancing the human right to life. First, a little background. You probably know that the U.S. abortion rate is the lowest it's been since 1972. That was a year before Roe v. Wade created a so-called right to abortion in the Constitution. Millions of newborn lives have been saved as the demand for abortion has plummeted by 60%. Now, there's still much to be done, but we've been headed in the right direction now for nearly 30 years. A big part of that 60% drop in abortion since the early 1990s, those millions of lives saved, has been the great work of state lawmakers. Working alongside Americans United for Life and other pro-life advocacy groups, States have passed more than 450 life-saving laws limiting abortion in that time, and most of those laws have been upheld in court or were never challenged in the first place. State legal protections have made the biggest difference, along with the courageous work of pregnancy resource centers and the presence of caring people outside of abortion businesses. But Roe v. Wade would have stopped most of those pro-life laws because Roe said abortion was a quote-unquote fundamental right that couldn't be restricted at all in the first three months of pregnancy, even to protect women from the dangers of medically substandard abortionists. Now, thankfully, in 1992, in the Planned Parenthood v. Casey decision, the Supreme Court opened the door for states to regulate abortion, the same as they regulate every other medical procedure, Casey ruled that states do have an important interest in protecting women's health and safety and in protecting human life through law. And a tidal wave of hundreds of life-protecting state laws began. 
The court flung open the doors even wider in 2007 in its Gonzalez decision when it said that abortion laws can pass constitutional muster even if the medical science behind them remains debatable because it is up to the states, not the courts, to decide how best to protect people from shoddy abortionists. As the abortion rate continued to freefall, the pro-abortion justices took advantage of the tragic and sudden loss in early 2016 of Justice Antonin Scalia, a pro-life giant. They took advantage of his death to issue a decision that changed all the rules to favor the abortion industry. They struck down a Texas law that required abortionists to have what are called admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. These just mean the ability to immediately admit a patient who's having emergency complications. It's something that most outpatient doctors can do, including the doctor that does something like a knee surgery or other basic procedure. But most abortionists can't because they operate below the general standards of medical practice. And what's worse, the court announced a new standard for judging abortion cases. They said that the burdens a law imposes on access to abortion would be weighed against its benefits to their way of thinking and that a law would be declared unconstitutional if the burdens outweighed the benefits, again, in their minds. That Texas case called Whole Women's Health launched more than 60 new lawsuits by Planned Parenthood and the Center for Reproductive Rights over the last several years. These lawsuits challenged pro-life laws that the courts had already said were constitutional under the Casey Standard. These are laws concerning things like parental consent or full informed consent requirements, basic health and safety regulations for abortion businesses. So that brings us to the present and the June Medical Services case. June Medical involved a Louisiana law that was pretty much identical in language to Texas's admitting privileges law in Whole Women's Health. And while a narrow majority of the Supreme Court stuck with the result in Whole Women's Health and said that the Louisiana law was also unconstitutional, there were two key questions in June Medical that were even more important than the fate of Louisiana's Unsafe Abortion Protection Act. And the U.S. Supreme Court got the answers to both of these key questions right. First was the question of what the standard should be for judging abortion cases. Whole Women's Health had made it easy for abortionists. Just prove to a judge that a law was slightly more burdensome than beneficial to women seeking abortion, and the law is gone. Would the court in June Medical hold to that rule or make it harder for abortionists to prove their case? The bottom line is they made it harder. Justice Stephen Breyer wrote an opinion for four justices, himself, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Elena Kagan, and Sonia Sotomayor, that said, basically, we've been here before. This is just like the law we said was unconstitutional in Whole Women's Health. Chief Justice John Roberts agreed with them only on that one point, and the result was the 5-4 decision. But the chief also said, not so fast. John Roberts said that the real standard isn't whether the burdens of a law outweigh its benefits to the thinking of judges, but simply whether the law has a legitimate purpose and is reasonably related to that purpose. In doing so, John Roberts sided with the four justices who dissented from the court in June Medical, Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, 
Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh. Together, they have announced a return to the Casey standard in future cases, the same standard that's allowed states to pass hundreds of strong pro-life laws. Not only that, but Chief Justice Roberts went out of his way to be critical of Casey itself. Downright snarky, actually. And he suggested that he might have been willing to go even further if the attorneys for Louisiana had asked him to do so. The second question in June Medical was whether the abortion business would be allowed to go to court against basic health and safety laws in the name of those seeking abortion. In other words, should abortionists be allowed to challenge health and safety laws that they've had to operate by in the name of the very patients those laws are designed to protect? I know that seems crazy, but welcome to legalized abortion. A plurality, not even a majority, of the Supreme Court suggested more than 40 years ago in a case called Singleton v. Wolf that it generally is appropriate to allow a physician to assert the rights of patients. So since then, the federal courts have just assumed that abortion businesses can claim to represent the rights of women seeking abortion, even when they're trying to tear down the laws that protect those patients. Once again, the four justices in the plurality said, of course, they've always been able to do that. But the four justices in the dissent pushed hard back on that notion, citing evidence that June Medical's abortion operation and the other abortion businesses in Louisiana had been cited many times for dirty and dangerous operations, substandard medical practices. The chief justice, the man in the middle, once again, only said in a footnote that he agreed that June Medical could represent its patients, this time in this case. So after June Medical, abortion providers may have to prove to the court that they really have the interests of their patients at heart before they can represent them in court. So in the end, the Chief Justice may have sunk the winning free throw for the pro-abortion team, but he changed the rules of the game for future contests to make it much harder for them to win again. And he may have signaled that it's nearly game over for the so-called right to abortion that the Supreme Court found in Roe v. Wade. You don't need to take our word for it. Listen to what the other side is saying about this decision. One pro-abortion attorney, Mark Stern, said that Roberts, quote-unquote, whittled down the whole women's health standard, quote, replacing its balancing test with a stingier rule that may give states broader leeway to restrict abortion, unquote. And one of the lawyers for June Medical Services, the abortion business in Louisiana, complained that Chief Justice Roberts had taken pains to fence in the abortion plurality and had, in fact, quote, planted a flag to mark the battlegrounds for future abortion fights, unquote. We're happy to tell you that's already begun. Shortly after the June Medical decision, the Supreme Court vacated two appeals court decisions in favor of abortion providers and sent them back down for reconsideration in light of the June Medical decision. That is a signal that the majority of the Supreme Court, including the Chief Justice, believe that the rule announced in June Medical may allow, in this case, Indiana, to prevail in defending its pro-life laws. Then, a couple weeks later, June Medical Services itself quietly dismissed another lawsuit it had filed challenging a host 
of health and safety regulations. It sure doesn't sound like they thought the June medical decision was a big win for them. And even more recently, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed a pro-abortion decision in Arkansas that had struck down four of that state's abortion laws. That means pro-life protections in Arkansas have been judicially protected thanks to Chief Justice John Roberts and his June Medical controlling opinion. June Medical produced a peculiar outcome at the Supreme Court, but it's one whose impact, thanks to the Chief Justice, appears to advance the human right to life. Americans United for Life will continue to work with hundreds of pro-life advocates and lawmakers to see even more life-saving laws go into effect. And remember, past is prologue. In 1992, the court's decision in Casey was widely regarded as a tremendous loss for the pro-life community, and many folded their cards, believing that the court would never repudiate abortion. But the truth was that Casey actually provided the legal basis for the tidal wave of pro-life legislation we've been discussing, and the abortion rate in America began to fall fast, that 60% drop we've spoken about. As always, Americans United for Life will answer the call and redouble our efforts to protect life. We envision a future of joyful and totally empowered mothers and fathers, happy children, and an entire American people, whole, healthy, and thriving coast to coast in every state, every community. We're building this future. Let's keep moving forward together. I'm Tom Shakley, and until next time, thanks for listening to Life, Liberty, and Law.